Welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. Welcome, everybody. How's it going, Pablo? It's going great. It's going great. How are you doing, Wes? I'm hot. <laughs> wow. It's 91 degrees here in Southern California. Yeah, but we're in air conditioning. Yeah, but I mean, I just wanted the people to get a flavor of the context. Got so it. Okay. It is hot, but I'm sure it's we're not fine. humid. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're in collared shirts. We're we in California. How hot is it? <laughs> All right, let's get going. What's today's topic, sir? Well, or how did it come about? Funny enough, we yeah. have a topic called Mentorship Matters. And this was suggested to us by a podcast that we uh, sometimes listen to called Couples Therapy. And um, it's by Candace and Casey Neistat. Can, uh, Casey Neistat, the famous YouTube vlogger, and his wife have a podcast where they talk about their relationship. And in this episode, the most recent one called Obligation Station, they actually start by talking about their relationship uh, with school and with being connected and not being connected. And there's kind of a poignant passage where, and we're going to play it later a bit of it, where they talk about whether you had a mentor or not, or being connected to somebody who invested in you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, well, I, I thought what, your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your go, definition go was good to share, like just defining what, well, that, what mentorship means. No, but I thought, yeah. Or was the non-definition of what it is. <laughs> no, in the reality, if we think about mentorship, mentorship isn't always what we we maybe think it is like supporting helping students but then if you say those words as i say them out loud it doesn't it can be through academia or just through school it doesn't have to be uh extracurricular Mm. i guess is my thought that you can mentor students while they're actually in school it doesn't have to be after hours or in between periods or at lunch or recess i think you can mentor students on the fly or on the job i think that's where it kind of maybe gets skewed for folks like it's an extra thing it's not it's all part of one of the many hats especially you um, as new teachers yeah you i think mentorship should be part of your everyday routine yeah so let me just clarify or add this (laughs) twist on it because i like that idea (laughs) that it happens in the course of the school day yeah but for me mentorship takes on some dimension beyond just academics like it it can happen in the english lesson but it's like students who are watching you and they're picking up how you handle conflict or they're picking up how you use humor um and in some you don't end up really mentoring all your students uh the way we're going to talk about today these are kind of like special ties or special bonds that are developed um and it's it's helpful i think and we're going to talk about being intentional if you intend to do this and you're aware of it, and we're going to talk about some of the struggles of how do you find time for that? How do you be remain aware and cognizant of these opportunities instead of just getting lost in the day-to-day shuffle right. of teaching? Um, but mentorship matters. And it does. But I, I, I just want to not push back. Go I guess ahead. just... Uh, Add on to what you are saying. <laughs> Add on and via pushing yeah, back. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I think you you can utilize the, I'm making this up, the mentorship blanket in a sense. And that means, <laughs> meaning a mentor for all. I Me- think you the can. The mentorship mantle. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I think you can carry that that flag and, and at least support <laughs> everybody in a general in a general yeah. sense, yeah. right? And I think that's just by you caring about everybody. There's different yes. levels, I guess, of mentorship is all yeah. I'm trying to say. But I, I think you, most teachers are aware 
that they're serving as a role model just by nature of being up in front and facilitating what you're going to do with your yes, time. Yes, I, though, yeah. I, I think easier said than done, though. Like, the For school sure. year starts and then all the some of the things <laughs> go out the window. I want to be perfect. I want to do this. And then, like, the school year starts and, oh, my gosh, I didn't make these copies. Or I yeah. have to grade that test. Or, you know, I have to meet with the pr- – a lot of things yes. happen for new teachers. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll just let's – let's, let's just keep it going, Wes. A moment to keep you uh, <laughs> mindful of yeah. that men- mentorship matters. All right, so we're going to talk about just really quickly memories of either being mentored or a special connection with when we were students, or even if we had some sort of um, opportunity to provide mentorship for younger students or anybody like that. Uh, I know that for me, what comes to mind first was my sixth grade teacher, and I know I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. Um, Mr. Sims, my first male teacher and only male teacher up in, uh, to, till I got to high school. Um, he was sarcastic. He was funny. He treated us like adults. He required us to think critically. Um, but he had a system where there was the opportunity to go to lunch with him at a local like pizza party, pizza, pizza parlor slash, um, arcade. And so that mentorship, like it only happened a few times. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't take the whole class every time. Sure, yeah. Um, but I just remember going into, it was called PJ's Pizzazz and it was this video, uh, arcade, uh, video game arcade and, um, pizza parlor in West Covina where I, I went to school. And just the fact that he took time that you knew he did not have to give, um, because he did coach sports and he was my softball coach and, um, but this was beyond this was him saying hey you and you we're going to lunch and we're going to hang out have some pizza and talk and i don't remember what the conversation was all i remembered it was that he set aside time for me and another student um so that that was one example and it's you know i'm blah 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 years old and i can still remember that you know yeah Made i know an impression i know what's coming you're gonna say pablo and I'm going if, if you've listened to the podcast at all, anyways, zero mentorship that I can remember. Outside of school? No, when I'm saying zero mentorship, okay. I'm talking about elementary. Okay. High school, we always go back to my high school coach. Basketball. Biggest coach. basketball coach, yeah. biggest mentor I've ever had. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at any level. But um, but we don't need to go down that road. That but yeah, I'm trying to think outside of school. I you know, I was a latchkey kid, so um but I think yeah. just re- returning to that emphasizes I mean, to people who are listening. There are students out there who, who they're just waiting for somebody to take an interest. In no, them. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just by virtue of my my family or my parents working really hard, that was mentorship. Not enough. But mm. and but that's later as a kid. You're not realizing that. You're mentorship. not picking up. No. On that. <laughs> I'm, I, I, they're working hard. I'm doing what I can yeah. for the family. But yeah, yeah. who's going to help me out? I'm just right. 10. Right. <laughs> I'm 10. I don't get uh, yeah. what those jobs are about yet. I make a heck of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, though. And yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So let's think about ourselves as teachers. What yeah. What do you remember in terms of, and maybe this is more difficult because sometimes you don't know the impact you had as a teacher, but what comes to mind when you think of you as a teacher providing mentorship? Uh, what does that look like? Yeah. You- I think initially... 
it was like an open door policy for anybody mm. to come and talk about. But initially, it was like about their homework, right, or about work. <laughs> sure. But I did pull out games and things yeah. of that nature. And again, they were the honey to draw them in to again get work done that they weren't that they yeah. didn't finish but i didn't emphasize it when they got there that that's what they had to do because mm-hmm. it was their free time as well like if they're on recess or they're on lunch i had yeah. schools of kids that would just come and play games and you know what that's yeah. their time i was there we chatted about sports we chatted about that's their interests. so it was intentional but i don't think it was 100 percent. you know yeah. Uh, supported by my thought of mentorship as it is today, right. as far as that part goes. Yeah, and then I'll talk a little bit about inside the classroom in a little bit. But. Yeah, I I think that's great having the open door policy. I mean, yeah, th- just a space for it to happen to allow students to connect with you. Um, it was interesting. Like one of the things as an English teacher, I did sometimes that would allow that door to open was I had students writing journals, and I would read. And that provides information that you yeah. can't get in a face-to-face environment. I could look through 30 journals or 180, if my memory serves me right, um, and get tidbits and little glimpses into students that I could also then uh, spark a conversation with uh, face-to-face. But it's very difficult on the daily to go around the room. We're all going to share something right. personal. Um right. So journals for me were was a habit that I could use to leverage to develop mentorship opportunities. Yeah, and and on the same, I you know I th- I forget I th- I think back at to my um, start of the school year kind of routine, mm-hmm. and that was to capture as much information right. from students. So it wasn't journaling, but what I could do, and the idea was like, what do you do with your free time? So I could have conversations yeah. every now and then. I just go to the spreadsheet. Oh, they're having a bad day. What can I talk to oh, you about? That's cool. And it's very simple. Like if they're, you know, in ballet, you just talk about that ballet or whatever the case may yeah. be. I, I, it was it was simple. Yeah. But yeah, very powerful. And I, I appreciate you had a proactive plan. If I have this information, I see mm-hmm. somebody having a bad day. I have a go to where I don't have to go. Hey, you look like you're miserable. Let's talk about your misery. Right. It was a way to reach in and make a connection with something yeah. that was positive, which could have, you know, that sort of uh, that I already said positive benefit of lifting them, you know, out of their funk or um, their their sadness or, or what have you. Um, over time, students know they they sense they trust that you're somebody who is looking out for them and then they, they can open up to you. Um, Absolutely. And have those uh, deeper conversations. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of if there was any, well, I guess what comes to mind in terms of mentorship are the times I spent outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was coaching, coaching speech, coaching academic decathlon, where you go to competitions, you're on a bus, it's, you're, it's a long ride and you just strike up these informal conversations um, with students and that time it's we talked about the about this at our management retreat about the time required to be invested to develop trust and it, from a lot of students you can't do it in a class period a day after day after day after day they just simply require more so these experiences going on trips with kids to these competitions yeah. uh, kids they're in their mid-30s now so <laughs> <laughs> with these uh students um, that was time invested, yeah. you know, and I could have been ignoring them or turned away, but just spending the time on the bus talking, 
um, afforded me opportunities to, to develop a relationship that could lead to something. But what's super cool is you do have intentional time. I know it's, 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 um, it's basically the time that we have in school is, is for academia for the most part, but you have intentional an intentional 180 days mm. to make mentorship, you know, connections, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And I think that's what I try to do with my junior high school kids is, um, I did, you know, a few years back do 20% time or genius time, but the idea wasn't just to like offer them that and just go follow your interest. It was an yeah. opportunity for me to actually dive deeper into their interest and ask a lot of questions as they were doing it. And I saw That's a lot cool. of super valuable and impressive, yeah. just, just research by kids that young kids, because they were super interested yeah. and that in turn got me interested. And we just had a deeper relationship yeah. because I was I was supporting what they love to do. Yeah, I love yeah. the fact that you could use Passion Project or Genius Hour yeah. to open up opportunities for mentorship. And that's something yeah. in our district that we've talked about, not just talked about, but we've executed is that we have students working on Passion Projects for the Passion Conference. And we had um, mentors who were um, emailing students and asking about their their academics, but they were also looking at their strengths assessment and writing them about their strengths. And then when the passion project or conference came along, then we we got to the point where we were well sophisticated is maybe an overstatement, but we were trying to match mentors with similar interests as the students. So when they say, "Hey, you want to do this project on playing the guitar?" Yeah. We'll have a, a teacher who's into music, and they can email you and talk about some things at a deeper level. So it's actually not just kind of a, an adult mentor, but it's a subject specific or passion specific mentorship. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Um, well, I think we have an audio clip uh, from the Candace and Casey yeah, podcast. From our inspiration that we had for yeah. this show. So let's hear what uh, this sounds like Casey had to say. Yeah. And this is about his uh, experience in high school. In high school recollection of high school like what high school felt like to me was largely being dismissed by frustrated teachers who now as an old wise mature adult i don't fall like when you've got a kid who is sort of a, a huge pain in the ass like i was i totally empathize with the teachers who just were like screw this kid i don't want to deal with him but i remember what that felt like for me and then on the other side i remember like the few teachers like Dr. Gabordi, Lou Gabordi, Ledward High School. I remember the ones who like went the extra distance to show me that they cared and how impactful that was. So that's it. I mean, Casey was in high school for two years, Mm. which is, you know, a short amount of time to be in high school. And he remembers somebody reaching out is a using his words as a pain as in the ass as he was. (laughs) But he still felt a connection yeah. with somebody who cared, yeah. who took a moment to care about him. And I think literally it was like a moment or a minute later in the podcast, he he kind of describes a little bit more in depth. And he said, literally, he just took a minute to ask me these questions. And it wasn't um, a huge sustained yeah. um, program. It was a simple interest in in him. So, yeah. Um, I think our next step is to we're going to talk about some ideas that we have, uh, some recommendations we have just to help create opportunities or openings for you to connect with um, 
with uh, or open yourself up to mentorship opportunities is maybe a way to talk about it. Yeah, I think an easy one would be to just I've said it before, be intentional, calendar it. We talked a little bit in the last Mm. episode about time management and, and managing your time calendaring. Like today, even today, I'm going to talk to Jose about X, Y, Z. Do it. Yeah. I think it's important. Like, you know, even if Jose has been a pain in the ass, help him. It it, it might just be that one or two minute talk and you're intentional about it. And then you'll see where it goes from there. But, you know, that might be the tipping point. So just calendaring these things. And especially if you're in middle school or high school, I know you have a lot of students. It's even more important to probably do that yeah versus 30 kids on a daily basis that you know you can probably get through all those students multiple times yeah yeah calendar it's that simple i mean we want to start small yeah yeah and then the other thing since our audience may be um a majority of new teachers is is you may not realize and we're just here to share some of our experiences you may not realize that the students who are a pain in the butt are often often the most likely to come back and visit. And whether they develop a, a, a relationship with you that's functional, maybe it's always going to be dysfunctional, but my wife works uh, at a continuation high school and it's routine. The, the students she struggles with in every aspect of, uh, you know, communicating and get them, getting them to cooperate, they look at her because of her personality and her demeanor and the way she conducts herself they look at her with some sort of, uh, uh, as a positive adult, and yeah. they will come back and visit. But I'm just telling you, at the time, the students that seem like they're a pain, don't treat them like they're a pain. That's the absolute wrong road to go down. Treat everything like a positive path to the future. You want the best for them all, all, all the time. So investing and saying, hey, this student has caused me conflict and con- mm-hmm. uh, concern. I'm gonna put it on my calendar to connect with them about something they're uh, uh, passionate about or interested in. Uh, I have another recommendation, which may at first seem like it doesn't really set you up to to, uh, for mentorship opportunities, but in my um, morning pages um, routine, which is I just do a simple kind of reflection in a journal in the morning, I write, I am grateful for, and then I fill in the blank with the name of somebody in my past. And so I find that Doing this on a daily basis is it reminds me of the people who have yeah. contributed something to me, and it makes me aware of those moments that come up, yeah. and um, just helps me be more um, ready. I think to contribute to someone else, recognizing that I've had people, countless people, pour into my life over the years. That's good stuff, and I mean, I know we've said it. Do it because like no, and and I'm just thinking about myself. Like if I can't think of anybody, it doesn't mean it didn't happen or it doesn't mean that a teacher didn't reach out and there's, you know, other circumstances that, you know, I went to different schools over many different schools over many different years. So that could be part of my, you know, void in, in the knowledge of teachers trying to support me because I'm, I'm sure there's like, Pablo, why aren't you doing this? Or Pablo, why aren't you doing that? I'm sure that was there. But nothing sticks mm-hmm. out. So that's probably partly my fault, maybe partly part of uh, the fault of the the, uh, the educator. But I think it's it's mm-hmm. important to be there and be present yeah. and, and don't get lost because it's easy to get lost yeah. in the minutiae or the day in, day out 
structure that that schools really provide yeah. for us, unfortunately. But and, and then uh, just uh, this came to me uh, just now. Another uh, way to approach this is look at the teachers and the adults on campus who have strong relationships with students, students, and uh, often students who maybe seem like su- it's surprising that they're connecting with adults because they struggle with communication or whatever. Um, and study what what are they doing? Ask them like how do you like uh, for me it was I had a lot of athletes. The coach had a great relationship with the student, and I couldn't figure it out. So I would just talk to the coach. How's so and so doing? You know any tips for me? Um, and so finding mm-hmm. out, studying up on the ways other adults connected with students um, that that's a resource that everyone has at their site. There's always somebody out there who's working on these mentorship opportunities because largely that's why we get into this uh, field is to make an impact and to connect with people. I didn't go to school for five years after high school. I went and worked Mm -hmm. and maybe that was all for the better. I learned to be resilient. I learned social skills. Yeah. Some I probably could have learned from a mentor. Yeah. And, and again, maybe just the time wasn't right for it, but yeah, it, it, it took a minute to get back to schooling. Yeah. 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 Well, I think um, we're going to close here with our social media shout out. Yeah. And that is to Candace and Casey Neistat for uh, what they contributed on that episode of uh, Couples Therapy Podcast. Yeah, Check it, it out. And an inspiration to talk about what we talked about today. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it gave us a great uh, launch pad Mentoring for today. matters. Yeah. All right. Is That's that it. Do it? That's yeah. it. If we have time, uh, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review with some words of feedback. We value that a lot, and we appreciate you. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time. Next time. Connect with us on social media at Pablo and Wes. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the podcast places on the web like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. And remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwest.com slash gift. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>